Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 227, and it will be about contractors need these key reports to operate and grow their construction company. As a contractor, you want reports that are effective and efficient to run your, your business, your contracting company. You know, you're not trying to make decisions by looking in the rearview mirror. You want to get a sense that there is light at the end of the tunnel and know that it's not an oncoming train. The question is, how much detail is too much detail? How much detail is too little? And how much detail is just right? Well, if you're trying to track down a job, track a job down the number of two-by-fours, boxes of nails, joist hangers, then I would politely suggest that's too much detail. Let's think in terms of a more broader scope. There are things that are known as common cost codes, um, item codes, schedule of values, the NAHB codes, the CSI codes, and if you're not familiar with those, NAHB stands for the National Association of Home Builders, and CSI, in this case, stands for Construction Specifications Institute. So there's a couple of um, places right off the bat that have standardized codes or cost codes. Um, and, and these are all very important to a larger job, or if the job is trying to is tied back to a pay application for the bank or lender or the owner. This type of accounting will provide very detailed reports, and it's great if you're doing commercial work or large residential. A lot of times, you're doing smaller projects. Um, some of those codes can be a little bit daunting. Now, in our QuickBooks setup template, we do have some cost codes for the most common. Uh, everything from the handyman to the remodel contractor, we actually do have the NHP cost codes and something similar, not exact, to the Construction Specification Institute codes for commercial work. And you can find those at our website, www.fasteasyaccounting.com store. I think I've screwed that up. www.fasteasyaccountingstore.com Thank you for that. I apologize. I had a, bit, a little bit of a summer cold. So my voice is off just a little bit. Now the question is, will you actually use these detailed reports? When you start an estimating job, are you thinking in that much detail? If yes, I suggest counting the 2A4s as a function of the estimating program. And the estimate the phase where you start developing a scope of work for the job. Now QuickBooks Premier Desktop has a lot of reports for a $400 accounting program. And depending on what you've looked around, there are over 4,000 accounting programs just for construction alone. And they start as little as zero dollars and they go up to the uh, seven figures, millions of dollars. The most common accounting program is QuickBooks Desktop. That's around 400 bucks. It could be less than you buy that. But uh, that's just a general rule of thumb. I really recommend the Premier desktop version, not the Pro, because the Premier gives you a lot more reports. You see, QuickBooks is good at tracking labor, material, other 
cost and subcontractors. It is more work to track each of these as it relates to individual cost codes, plumbing, heating, electrical, framing, underground, rough end, top out, and many contractors will give a flat rate number for services. The initial meeting of your prospective client, they're usually looking for a project with a much more broader scope. Be careful because a lot of times clients have a champagne diet on a beer income. Just a little words of the wise. Most customers think of their project as it relates to the areas of their home. For example, the kitchen, the bath, master bedroom, the family room, the sunroom, the addition, the deck, patio. Based on this, doesn't your mind immediately go to previous jobs and you start thinking the same way? Hey, this project is like um, Sam's family room plus a little more. Fill in the blank. This is sort of like Pete's kitchen. Take a little of this and a little of that. Fill in the blank. It could be like Sarah's master bath you finished recently. And fill in the blank. Or move this to there and move it upstairs. Move something else downstairs. The key be, being aware of as a contractor that everything is interconnected. So moving a bathroom or a kitchen, anything involved with plumbing can be a little more difficult because you have mechanical drain waste and vent and pile of water to take into account. Even something simple as adding another room has an impact on the electrical load system. So it could be a case that you may have to put in a larger panel or make some adjustments somewhere. Now, starting with the laundry area in any house is almost never the perfect place for a new owner and probably only tolerated by the previous owner. This is a huge area where a lot of contractors can make a lot of money, is that laundry area. Now, the plumbing, heating, electrical are always the items that need to be subject to change. And plumbers, good plumbers, are always willing to upgrade. Elect electricians, for some reason, hate to see a working fixture replaced. Bless your hearts. If you're an electrician, we love you. We love you all. And not electricians are this way, but we've seen quite a few of them. They really hate seeing a working fixture replaced, and I can kind of see why. I do want to suggest a little further down, give your clients what they want, not what you want. I'll get to that in a few minutes. So, this is a little shout-out from Sherry. She says, hello to all contractors, speaking for the wives world over. If we despise the light, for whatever reason, the faucet is hard to turn on. It's two handles instead of a single handle. Time will not make it better. And she asks all the contractors, please say yes, I can fix that. Because as a contractor, you really don't want the little, you don't want the, uh, the lady of the house help with a three-pound sledgehammer or bolt cutters. And Trey's favorite tool is a three-pound sledgehammer. She wheels it pretty nicely. So she's really good at taking things apart. Not that great at putting them together, but she can sure take them apart. So along that line, so I'm going to give a little shout-out, a little word to the wise. I'll give you one piece of information, and this is some of the reports will really help you. Been in this business for a, a lot of years, starting in the mid-1960s. And I have seen contractors over the years, hundreds, actually thousands of contractors. And one of the things that never surprises me, I'm always kind of shocked, but if I could just get one thread in the fabric of success of successful contractors versus contractors who struggle, it is this one mindset, this one paradigm, this one view of the world. And I'll put it this way. We could probably agree that all dogs are animals, 
but yet I think we could also agree that not all animals are dogs. That's a paradigm. I'll give you another paradigm. Please listen carefully. Write this down. Put it on your, your mirror, your bathroom mirror. Uh, poke it out different places and look at it constantly until you finally is ingrained. Always give your clients what they want, not what you want. Sounds simple. Of course, I hear it all the time. Contractors all the time. I always give my clients what they want. And yet, when I do focus group research, I find that's not the case. About 80-20. About 80% of the contractors give clients what they want, not what the client wants. And the reasoning is they didn't need blank. All they need was blank. Okay? So, let me get a little harsh here, but with love my heart, because I love contractors and and if my my language and my words are a little bit rough, um, say anything how they're meant. They're meant with love, completely. Contractors can be right or rich. People can be right or rich. I only care about contractors. Everybody picks one or the other to, the, to a degree because nobody can do both for very long. Pick one on purpose or the other by default. The more important it is to be right, the less you will be rich. And the reverse is true. I have asked thousands of homeowners, commercial property owners, landlords, commercial space tenants, and even a few car buyers, computer buyers, ship buyers, and consumers about their overall buying experiences. And one common thread appears over and over. Either they got what they wanted and they were happy repeat customers and clients who refer their friends and family, or they didn't get what they wanted and they made the contractor's life a living hell. Now, I have what's called a script book. This is like from the early 60s and actually in the 1920s. I got a script book that lists, has a list of questions that are con I continually hone, polish, update, and replace, from which I pick and choose the ones to use in depending on the situation. Because I do a little bit of networking, I always ask questions. I love questions. Because you learn more by asking questions and listening than you do by talking. Develop your own script book and record the questions and answers that you find encourage people to open up and get to the fourth level of truth because the truth is four levels deep. And I'll get to that in just a few minutes. Because when you do the service, you will render, when you do that service, you will render it will be far in excess of the money you earn. Use questions for social gatherings. The more casual, business meetings, more focused, network events, or somewhere in between. Focus groups, events, very intense and tightly focused, and I've done quite a few of those. And I'll give you a little hint. The two most powerful questions I ask whenever I can in a focus group or in a social gathering or otherwise. Number one, please write this down. What are your most important criteria in making a purchase decision? Now, you can add the, the what's called a tagline today or now. It's your choice. I find it's very powerful. Just keep it loose. But so focused. What are your most important criteria in making a person's decision? Because you want to know what's, what's really important to them. Number two, what is the one thing you remembered about your favorite purchase? Maybe your last favorite purchase or any purchase? I'll give you the answer. Question number one, most common answer, price. It's a knee-jerk reaction. It's like, uh, you know, a little tap on the knee and the, and the leg flies out. 
price because most people are conditioned response they learned early in life. It is similar to ringing a bell to get everyone's attention. Still extra response. If you ever get mugged, and I hope you never do, yell fire. Because everybody wants to see a fire, but very few people want to respond to a cry for help. So, you know the most common answer is price. Let him get that out of the way. The number two most common answer, um, I'm sorry, the, the question number two, the most common answer is, I could or couldn't, I could or could not get what I wanted. And they'll always say, I could get blah, blah, blah. Or no matter what I asked for, I could not get fill in the blank. There's a lot of money making power in this answer, and it does not come fast or easy. In fact, in most cases, it takes a while. Because the truth is four levels deep. I think I may have mentioned, if you heard in my previous podcast, I have more degrees of thermometer. And we'll just leave it at that. But uh, this is an absolute fact. Please make a note of this. Truth is four levels deep. Number one is what people want to hear. Number two is what people want to believe. And I'm people. I have the same thing. There's things I want to hear and things I want to believe. Number three, everything else out in the world. And number four, the truth of what they really believe. And getting to the truth is not easy. Like I said, it's four levels deep. You've got to get past what they want to hear, what they want to believe, everything else in the world, and then what they really believe. Construction business owners an annual sales volume in excess of $5 million if you want to trip, double, triple, and quadruple your cash flow and net profit. Pay attention to this one thing. Let me repeat that. Construction business owners with an annual sales volume of less than $5 million. If you want to double, triple, and quadruple your cash flow and net profit, pay attention to this one very thing. Give your customer or client what they want, not what you think is best. Okay, simple truths there. I'm going to give you a couple examples here in a few minutes. If I had a dime for everyone, I mean a contractor, ignored what the customer or client was asking for because they were thinking of what they were going to say, which is which related to what they thought was best for their customer or client, I would buy a brand new sports car and take my girlfriend, wife, sweetheart, uh, first wife, trophy wife of 43 years, Sherry, on another sightseeing trip across America. Listening with empathy and understanding is one of the most valuable gifts one person can give another is to listen and let someone speak until you're finished. Great speakers who make deep noises from the chest sound like important messages from the brain have a captive audience and is 180 degrees opposite of truly listening. Questioning when your construction customer or client makes a point about something that could be important. Wait until an appropriate break in the conversation and ask for clarification. For example, the new deck needs to be really strong. Could be an important point. Perhaps if you ask a few questions and listen intently, you might discover that they entertain a lot of sumo wrestlers or professional football stars. Show your care by asking. Understand why the deck needs to be strong. The that example right there can save you a lot of money by not underbuilding something that, in fact, could make you a lot of money with add-on sales. Observing. Private detectives make a lot of money, and the best ones have a keen eye for observation. What should be said about this? I recommend a book um, titled The Millionaire Next Door. 
by Thomas J. Stanley and William D. Danko. The Millionaire Next Door is a really interesting read. Um, you can learn a lot there. During our construction companies, and just for a disclaimer, we sold our last one in the year 2000. We had several construction companies made a lot of money by doing the exact same things I'm telling you here. We had several dozen repeat and referring clients in our construction companies. And one in particular, I love this, this lady. She's a real sweetheart. She lives in the Magnolia neighborhood of Seattle. She's a sweet little lady. Um, I believe at the time she's in her 70s. And she was on a fixed income. Please understand that's a key word, fixed income. We did a substantial amount of work on her, for her house. Every time, like clockwork, one of our plumbing service professionals or um, service repair technicians or drywall uh, people, remodel folks, anybody, would quote her price for new projects. She would almost break down in tears. Her voice would crack. Her face would take on the saddest look you have ever seen while she talked about how she may have to do without something special in order to have the work done. The funny thing is, whenever I would see her at a social event, I would ask her how she was able to survive on a fixed income of more than $8 million a year. You heard me right. Fixed income of more than $8 million a year. Her response is always the same. Well, and I quote, it is not easy, but thank goodness the house and car are paid for and I had no other debts. Wonderful, wonderful lady. She did grow up in the Depression era, so she had a paradigm of you know saving money where she could, which makes sense. You need to understand that fixed income is a trigger word that has multiple meanings. Now, we didn't do everything she wanted because she didn't want to spend the money, which is fine. But the things she did want done, we, we helped her with. We did a lot of work for her and her friends and neighbors in the area, and they were all raving fans. Why? because of listening, questioning, and observing, and always, always, always giving a little more in value than we took in dollars. The key is always giving a fair price that ensures you're going to earn a handsome profit. Our professionals do excellent work and find the little extras. And one of the things we always did, this is going to sound funny, but we always had, if it was a small project with maybe two technicians, one of the technicians, I mean their apprentice, for example, and that person's job was to keep the work area clean. We had a little small, what's called uh, vacuum cleaners with their, with their HEPA filters, a little more expensive, but they would always keep vacuuming and cleaning it, vacuuming and cleaning. When we were all done, we made sure things was vacuum cleaned and polished the area you're working in. That is so huge. I can't tell you how huge that is. And a lot of the times we were there doing a little repair, like on a faucet, we'd take a look at another faucet. It was close by. we just replace the washers and do some um, general repair and maintenance on it. So you always do a little extra. It really helps. Um, there was a there was a man not actually it was quite a while back there was a, a very special 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 person in my heart who gave a, a number of seminars and he's scheduled for return engagement and one of the seminars he gave he talked about how he become very wealthy and I think he was addressing everybody but I took it to heart for contractors one of the things he had mentioned in his seminar was uh, if you were asked to go a mile go the second mile. Well, what I've seen taking place in my life and contractors' lives is if you go that second mile, you put the universe out of balance because now you've done something more than you were paid for. And the universe has to put things back in balance 
and you will be paid back for that second mile. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, he was a carpenter, and, and I, I love carpenters, love all contractors. So if you own a small construction company, you're brand new, I've been in business for a while, we have a special consulting offer you may be interested in, and you can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting and the forward slash CEO for consulting offer. Now, we use primarily QuickBooks. We use QuickBooks since 1991 when it first came out. We switched over from their product to QuickBooks, and I love it. Uh, is QuickBooks perfect? No, it's not. But I'm talking about the QuickBooks desktop, not the QuickBooks uh, online that is great for a lemonade stand. I'm talking about the real QuickBooks program desktop. And we actually have QuickBooks desktop on a remote server, so it's accessible through the cloud. QuickBooks needs to know a lot of things to produce reports you need. How much detail is too much or too little is a lot like Goldilocks and Three Bears. It all depends on the contractor, you. But it's unreasonable to expect the bookkeeper to magically know which item codes needed for a job. So my suggestion is that you code each piece of paper with an item code, or you put an item code in, mem in a memo field of your checks and that sort of thing, or any place you can do a PL at your supplier, put an item code in. It'll help a lot. And my other suggestion is that you and all your employees use an electronic time card. Now, there's hundreds of electronic time cards in the market. We've tested dozens of them. We happen to like a time card called T-Sheets. And if you go to our website, www.fasteasyaccounting forward slash TS, you'll find that you can uh, get a little bonus here by taking a peek at T-Sheets through our website. It's simple to use. It's economical. has a group of reports. One of those reports is a project report. I like this because of the different view of the time spent the job from inside QuickBooks. And T-Sheets imports into multiple payroll services. How do you fill out your employee's time? Is it on a cost plus, or actual pay rate, or is it a specific rate for labor types? You know, supervisor, lead, apprentice, that sort of thing. Or is it regardless of their individual pay rate? In T-Sheets, where I think a contractor should think in terms of kitchen, bath, master bedroom, family room, sunroom, addition, deck, patio. Why? Because outside forces cause material prices to go up or down. Job by job, controlling labor and change orders is an achievable goal. I'm going to lie detail, but I'll tell you what. Change orders is where you make a lot of money. And please, nobody knows exactly what they're going to do when they start a remodel or a small project, but let them know what's, what's out there. And it's amazing. What is common to you and I as contractors is not common to the homeowner. Your nice thing about the T-Sheets is quick and easy to see on, on your phone, the hours in the job a project. This will help you determine the labor hours of specific jobs or all labor for a specific time period. Other features are employees clock in via their phone and using a smartphone, GPS tracking is enabled. Realizing you don't know and and want to know more about your business is the first step. With our customized QuickBooks setup, desktop, and additional built-in reports in QuickBooks, we'll answer many of your questions. After I probably set up QuickBooks file, then it, then it is the question, how much detail do you want? I suggest starting small with the basic job cost and reports for all jobs. You can then expand job types. Do not try to get super detailed job costing for a tiny in and out job versus a project has more time and labor. Job costing takes a lot of effort to get the level of detailed reports that you as a contractor want.
Now, who does the data entry, the bookkeeping, and the accounting, the annual taxes? That's a whole other topic. Looking forward to be of assistance, and I invite you to call Sherry at 206-361-3950. Or you can email her at S-H-A-R-E at FastEasyAccounting.com. Well, if this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them, and we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now. Please leave me the honor of commenting and rating the podcast on whatever medium you're listening to it on. It is our firm belief here at Fast Easy Accounting that contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring value to other people's lives. This is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put my mind to bank, to operate and grow your construction company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that. And a lot more valuable people like you, so please stop missing out. If you would like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950. Or you can email her, S-H-A-R-I-E, at Fast Easy Accounting and schedule your no-charge, one-hour consultation. Again, that phone number is 206-361-3950. Public contractors and construction owners have no the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time, and now you know about them too. If you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash hs. Well, thank you very much. Hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you hire services. Bye for now until our next episode here on the Contractor Success Map podcast, where we remove contractors unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free just for you.